What community sounds like. Stay open. I got a drinking problem, man. One mouth and two hands and an empty can. I ain't got no luche, luche. Hello, friends and fellow craft beer drinkers. Welcome to Tap the Craft Podcast. My name is Denny Luce, and with me, as always, is the homebrew engineer himself, John Ream. How are you doing tonight, John? You know, not too bad. Got a beer. Talking to you. Pretty good night. All right. Good. Good. Did you in- have a good weekend, maybe? Did you do anything fun? Any hiking? No. Oh. Weeding. A lot of work around okay. the house. Yeah. Okay. All right. Did uh, How did your Ohio Buckeyes do? Did they win this weekend? They didn't lose. Okay. Um, it was a bye week. Oh, wow. So but, uh, you know, my my Cincinnati Bearcats beat their, their rival, Miami University. So. Oh, well, good for them. Way to go, Bearcats. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess we should just get right into the beer talk then since we don't have any, like, real-life stuff. So, But before we get too far into the beer talk, I think maybe any new listeners out there might want to know what our show is all about. So in case you are new to the show, Tap to Craft Podcast is an educational podcast, and we focus around celebrating all things craft beer. We want to help people along in their craft beer journey. So welcome. And we are listening right now to episode 57, and we are recording on Monday, September 26, 2016. And in this show, we are going to dive into the fresh hop beer scene. Yes, it's that time of the year where you'll be seeing a lot of fresh and wet hop beers out there for you to try, and we want to tell you why you need to go drink them. And drink them now, and drink them quick. So uh, stay tuned for that. And of course, you can always count on John and I having all kinds of beer banter to go along with the uh, scheduled talks that we, we give to. But before we get into the meat of the show, John, what is in your glass tonight? Well, a little homebrew IPA. So oh! I, you know, to go along with my, my boring weekend, I haven't been to the store in a while, so I don't have any fun commercial beer so I'm start drinking something extremely local okay um, from 15 feet away from where I'm sitting right now <laughs> so uh yeah an IPA with some Simcoe nugget hops oh uh, very okay. tasty okay so I don't think I've ever had one of your IPA so I'm looking forward to maybe having a glass of this when I come visit you yeah I just need to not drink it all in the next you know week and a half yeah come on you have 10 <laughs> gallons you can't drink 10 gallons can you and I only have uh, five left of this. Probably like three and a half at this point. Oh, my so. gosh. Um, is Rob still staying with you? No. Okay, good. Left. Okay, then so you know what? A there's a chance there'll <laughs> still be some beer. Because when he was staying with you, it seemed like you were going through a lot of beer. Yeah, I won't put that on, Rob. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, great. Well, I, I, like I said, I look forward to trying giving a little taster of that, of that IPA because I haven't had an IPA from you yet. Yeah, I'll try to keep it around. But uh, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I am also drinking an IPA, not from my own homebrew, because I don't homebrew, but from Deschutes Brewery. Yes, another Deschutes beer. You know how I love my Deschutes Brewery. And this is a very unique IPA. It's called the Hopzeit Autumn IPA. And this is a beer that they kind of take the, the Martzen style you know, the Oktoberfest style, and they mix it into an IPA ale. So it's got, like, Munich and Vienna and Pilsner malts in there, and it throws in some, I guess, some uh, some English, uh, or not English, German. <laughs> where, where, do I, where do I get English from? I mean, German hops to give you kind of uh, of that, uh, that Oktoberfest lager up front with a little bit of that, hoppiness in the back and it makes it taste like you're drinking a hoppy lager but it's an ipa so is it actually lagered or is it done with an ale yeast do you know you know i don't know but because it's called an ipa i'm i'm assuming it's going to be an ale yeast i'm assuming okay. that I, I honestly don't know how they they did the fermentation um, but I, I will tell you that it is unique and i i like it it's something that that isn't bad i don't know if everyone would like it but i do like it 
I've already drank. This is my fourth one. I just bought the six pack last night on my return back home. I needed some beer. Like just like you, John. I well, not just like you, because I don't have a bunch of kegs full of beer. But my fridge was running low, and I needed. I knew I needed beer before I got home and started watching some football, and and record a night. So I went and stopped and, and picked this up. I saw it in the in the cooler, and and I had to pick it up. And you know what? While I'm talking about this little story, I want to tell you something. I we're always talking about how craft beer is losing some shelf space in the, you know, how tough it is to get craft beer and local craft beer and, and, and independent craft beer uh, in the markets and, and on the shelves for people to buy and how big beer is buying up other breweries and they're, and they're taking up their shelf space. Well, the local, we had this little market down the street from my place. It was called Paul's Market and they got bought out by the big conglomerate, you know, by big, big market Albertsons and they uh, redesigned the store. And before Paul's had just one little open cooler with uh, craft beer in it, and then it had the big case door coolers with all the the big beer stuff. So the craft beer was definitely a lot smaller. Well, guess what? Albertsons redesigned the whole store. They put in a huge, uh, you know, a bigger beer cooler spot, and a whole the whole front doors uh, section is all craft beer. And there's like two full sections of all local craft beer and it's all displayed on the front now if you want to get your big beer your Budweiser's and your Coors and your Miller's and all that stuff guess what you have to walk your butt inside the ice cold cooler and go find your beer in the big cooler and behind the 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 doors that are you know available for us craft beer drinkers and I thought that was pretty damn cool that Albertsons is make a stand that they're going to showcase craft beer and local craft beer at that for people who are walking through the aisles and if you want your other beers you got to go hunt for it what do you think about that john yes yeah i'm surprised i thought the story was going to go the other way that <laughs> lost you know when you started but, yeah uh, a little spin on there huh yeah so uh just to to circle back a sec okay um you know the shoots puts up uh information for homebrewers for their beers. Oh yeah. On website. Yeah. And it does say English ale yeast. English so. ale. See? It's an IPA with English ale yeast, not, you know, it, hey, I don't know. This is uh it's a good beer. I'm enjoying it. I recommend that uh, John at least pick up a bottle and try it and see what you think. Yeah, I'll see if I can grab it. Yeah. And they do say uh, they have hashtag say no to pumpkin beer on this page. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is their fall, you know seasonal uh, and and that's what i kind of like right they so many people and we, and i'll talk a little bit about it later on we have some some feedback from our listeners or some you know some some listener participation in the show and uh but i'll tell you what the, it is kind of nice to see something different than just pumpkin beers out there during the fall i this is something that's nice it gives me kind of that you know it carries on the oktoberfest feel but gives me some of that IPA feel too. So it's like two and one, two things I love. Uh, yeah. I just enjoying one beer. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, excellent. All right, John. So we already kind of discussed, and I know I realized that, and you just already mentioned too that things have been kind of ho hum, and you haven't really done anything too super exciting, like visit new breweries or do anything, you know, beer judging or any stuff. You have anything you want to add of, of your your time since our last recording? Anything fun? Oh, man, I've been super boring. Okay. I've been like resting up. You know, I got I got you coming to town in, in a couple of weeks. I got I'm gonna go visit some family this weekend, so I gotta prepare myself for all that coming up. So Okay. I'll, I'll have a lot to talk about next time. Oh yeah. Our next show for our listeners, guess what? Our next show is probably gonna be three hours long. Now don't don't get scared. It probably won't be minimum. Yeah. Minimum. But, because John and I are going to have so much to talk about. So just be prepared for next episode. It'll be great. All right. Well, John, you know what? I knew that you were going to be boring this week, so I have two things <laughs> to talk. I'll cover yours myself. I'll just add oh, you're two. You're so generous. You're so generous. <laughs> so um, I mentioned, I think, on the last show, I, I it's hard to remember, but um, – Right after the show aired, we had an Oktoberfest celebration the same during the same week that it actually goes on in Germany, in Munich. 
and it was at the Payette Brewing, and they put on a a big uh, pay a big Oktoberfest show at their new brewery, and uh, it was great. You you paid uh, five dollars, and you got a one liter mug with their Payette little sign on there, plus a a, a beer to go with that. No, that was ten dollar. No, yeah ten. Yeah, ten dollars got you the beer and the the mug. I, it's been a while; it's been almost two weeks. Uh, and then for each beer after that, you buy a token for seven dollars. But you got a liter full of of beer, and the beers they were serving was the Payette Oktoberfest Marzen, and they had it also had a German Hefeweizen. And uh, I'll tell you what, I had. Uh, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I left. It was on a Friday after work, and uh, we left straight from from work and went over there. Uh, I had all intentions of actually eating something while I was there, but you know how it is when you're out having fun, you're chatting with your friends. We had a big group of people there, so we were just chatting and drinking, and before you know it, that first liter's gone, and you go and you, you get another token, and you, you drink a second liter, and, and then guess what? You're still having fun, and you go and buy your friends around, and you fill up on a third liter all before you have anything to eat. Uh I'll tell you what, that is not a pro move. That's an amateur move all the way. But uh, with that being said, we had a great time. Drank three liters of beer on an empty stomach. Felt pretty damn good. Went to sushi afterwards. Uh, had some more beer at the uh, sushi place. And then I don't remember anything else. Uh, I kind of pretty much just like passed out and woke up next morning and uh, off I went. So that was uh, one of my events, and uh, I had yes. a really good time. And I'll tell you what, I had two of the Martzen, two of those leaders were the Martzen, and, and the last one was that German Hef. And I'll, and I'll tell you what, that German Hef was actually pretty tasty, and I'm hoping that that beer might make it into their seasonal release you know, schedule because I, I, I like to drink more of that for sure. All right, so I'm going to see about getting you a Stein for the uh, Pumpkin Beer Fest. <laughs> recapture that magic in a in a bottle you know? uh, i'll tell you what i'll tell you what it was uh yeah it it was it was uh it was fun um sarah has all kinds of great stories that she'll probably tell you when she's there with you about how fun i am to be with when i'm wasted uh i'm i'm still a pretty fun guy even when i'm you know really three sheets yeah yeah it's i don't know it's just fun <laughs> all right so that was the first thing well then guess what this weekend my son and I did a father-son road trip. We drove from Boise to uh, Eugene to go watch the Oregon Duck football team play against the Colorado Buffaloes. Um, luckily, that wasn't the whole trip. We actually stopped at a few breweries and had some great beers. Uh, and I want to mention that uh, in, every time I go through Bend, we, we take the back roads. And I always love to stop in Bend, Oregon. Great beer scene. And this time, I wanted to stop at Boneyard Beer. I think, John, you and I, on one of our episodes, somehow that that name got stuck in my head. And when I said Bend, I said, okay, we're going to go to Boneyard. And I think it was one of the beers we must have mentioned on a show about, you know, winning some contests or winning, you know, something something we talked about. I don't remember what. Maybe you have a better memory than me. I don't remember. Okay. If our listeners remember, hey, please let us know because John and I both have poor memories right now. But I, I want to stop and try the beer, and uh, I, I'm so glad I did. This brewery is fantastic. Now, it is not uh, the typical brewery that that you go visit. You know, this brewery is in a like an old uh, old auto repair shop type thing. You know, an old building back in the in the back area of town, and they their tasting room is literally like a uh, an eight by ten room. There's no tables. There's no uh, chairs or anything. You can't. You cannot buy pints. They only serve their beer in two ounce tasters, and the first one is free. How, how can you go wrong? If you walk into a place and they say, "Hey, your first taste is on us," and then for every other taste you pay a buck, um, hey, you can't go wrong. So for eight bucks, we got to taste all nine beers they had on tap. And then you had the option of either bringing your own 32 or 64 inch growler, inch, uh, <laughs> 64. You have a huge growler. Ounce, ounce uh, growler. Or you could buy a crowler, a 32 ounce crowler, 
with their beer, any of their beers. Now, the normal lower alcohol beers, they were selling the Crowlers for 6 bucks. That's not too bad of a, a price for 32 ounces of beer. And then for the higher octane stuff, the stuff that was at the 9 and 10%, it was $9 for that Crowler. And then the big daddy of them all, the beer that I'm going to talk about in our noteworthy beers, it's a triple IPA. That sucker goes for 14 bucks. But, my goodness, that beer is so worth it. So that, that was the option, and all the beers were, were fantastic. I really enjoyed The only one that I did, out of nine beers, the only one that I thought was not up to what I like, and again, they called it a red ale, but it was kind of more on the amber uh, side for me. Some of that Sometimes those ambers can be kind of uh, funky to me. I don't know. I, some of the, I think the, the uh, hops or the malt or something just kind of gives off a weird flavor. And this kind of had a weird flavor. But other than that, everything else was fantastic. So I want to just say if you guys, anyone goes through Bend, you must stop at Boneyard Beer and try their beers. The staff was super friendly. Beers were fantastic. I even bought a T-shirt because uh, I, I love their beer. I wanted to make sure everyone could see me sporting their gear. And they are building a regular tap room and new brewery. Uh, they said it would be ready in about a year. So if you go in a year, you might be able to visit their new spot, which will probably serve full on pints at that point. They'll have a, a whatever license they need to be able to serve beer. So, John, you've you've uh, I mean you've tasted some of Boneyard's beers. Yeah, yeah, and they're uh, draft only, so you yeah you got to find them, you know, at a bar somewhere. Uh, but yeah, I've had some up here, some actually out in Philly. Um, really? So yeah. how do they get out to Philly? Uh, they distribute. What? Um, Come on, a beer, wait, a company that doesn't <laughs> even have pints at their at their tap room and who doesn't can or bottle anything, only sells kegs. You're telling me this little company distributes all the way out to Philly? Well, I mean, if they were around before, you know, the whole on-site tap room really became a a thing, you know. Uh, so I, yeah, but yeah, I had it in Philly years ago. Okay. That's new. I thought they were fairly new. So you're saying that these guys have been around for a while then? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So that, that there is, uh, the fun, the fun times that I had this weekend. I got back last yesterday afternoon, about four o'clock, a lot of driving. It's an eight hour, eight to nine hour drive each way. We drove out on Friday, and then we came back on uh, Sunday. While we were in Eugene, we did see the Oregon Duck game. Yes, the Ducks did lose. There was uh, not not a happy time, but it's always fun to go watch the game. We had a great time just watching, and at least I had a good time. My son was a little bit more frustrated with the loss. He doesn't like losing. But uh, we had a good time. We went to a couple breweries. I did visit Hop Valley Brewing, which I really love their beers. They make some fantastic beers. I got to try a couple three beers I hadn't had before, which was nice, the local ones that you can't get outside of the area. Uh, one of them, I'll just talk, since we're talking beers, one, one of them was a, a, a brown, an English brown ale, which is pretty good. A um, little bit lighter in flavor. I like a brown that has a little bit more maltiness to it. Uh, this one was a little bit lighter, but you know what? It was an, a really easy drinker that I think uh, kind of went along with the English brown pretty well. It wasn't necessarily a nut brown it was just kind of like a lower key lower lower roasted malt you know a little bit of roasted malt but not too heavy uh, brown ale it was pretty good and the other one i had was their stout they had a i think it was a milk stout no it was a shoot now i can't remember but it was a stout and uh, it was pretty good i uh, actually really enjoyed it. it had a good thick uh, mouthfeel and and good flavor uh, it came across pretty good, and then the last one was a beer I'll talk about in my noteworthy. So I don't want to I don't want to give that away. So while you know talking about noteworthy beers, John, what uh, what noteworthy beers did you uh, try this last time period? All right, so uh, one of them is from Crucible Brewing out here in uh, Everett, Washington, and that's their go to Hellas. Um, their their Martin Martin beer, uh, which was really nice, and uh, actually Kristen even enjoyed it. And she's usually not a lager uh, fan, mm. um, 
but that was that was her favorite beer when we stopped in um into there uh and you know it was just the the really nice maltiness not no residual sweetness that you know can get kind of cloying it was just it was really well done um which is nice to see yeah. you know because sometimes ordering the hells at a a newer small brewery can be a, a gamble because you know maybe they don't have everything uh up to snuff and everything will show in that beer but yeah it was well done okay good um so i'll talk about an ipa and that's from airways uh my local here uh they're they're jumbo juice uh ipa which they just released like four or five months ago and i've been having trouble keeping it on tap uh it seems but i finally got to try a pint of it and uh, it was really good i can see why they're going through a lot of it um but it's really tropical um kind of juicy fruit type okay flavors going on uh really easy to drink is it um, is it filtered or unfiltered uh i don't believe they filter anything oh so. they don't filter anything okay, okay. yeah so I, i'll i'll go with unfiltered okay um but uh yeah really easy to drink and um you know clocks in at like 6.3 or six and a half, six and a half or something so for an ipa a little lower on the scale that we're used to these days. So you yeah. can actually have a, have a couple and not have to worry about it as much. <laughs> so that was nice. Um, I'll just mention one more, uh, I just had uh, the other night, which is from Alaskan and it's their 30th anniversary perseverance Imperial stout. Oh, sounds good. Um, which was very nice and available at Costco. Uh, oh, Kristen, okay. Kristen brought it home. Um, <laughs> her Costco run, uh, which is always a nice treat for me when she goes and brings beer back. So, um, but it's a Russian Imperial Stout uh, brewed with birch syrup and wildflower honey. Oh wow! Um, I won't say that I picked up that stuff uh, in there, um, but I can say that as a whole, the beer comes together really nicely, and it, it was. Very enjoyable, um, even as it uh, got even close to room temperature, it was still really nice, which is uh, not always the case in a big yeah. stout like that. It can become very aggressive. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was really good. So if you can snag a bottle, I mean, it's out out right now. So um, I'd recommend it. All right, I'm telling Sarah to go get me a bottle right now at Costco. Yeah. <laughs> hey, honey, get your get your pajamas off. Get back in clothes and get my beer. <laughs> yeah, that's an important second step. Otherwise, she's probably not going to get far in Costco. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good. Um, yeah. So, how about you? What What are these noteworthy beers you've been teasing uh, for the last few minutes? Okay, so I have two from Boneyard. The first one is their triple IPA called Notorious IPA Cubed. I don't know if that's their full name, but that's what it, it's written. Uh, and it's, I'll tell you what, it's a triple IPA. It clocks in at about 11.8% ABV. Uh, that's a pretty big IPA. But I'll tell you what, this beer, now if anyone has ever had Pliny the Elder, um, I, I've never had Pliny the Younger, but I hear that Pliny the, the Younger is just a little bit m- more like Pliny the Elder, but just you know, bigger, bigger alcohol and, and still just the same little delicate flavors and stuff, not too aggressive. I'll tell you what, this beer for 11.8%, I couldn't tell that it had uh, 11.8%. I would be surprised if it had 6%. Uh, it hides the alcohol so well, yet gives you so much flavor out of the beer, a little bit on a sweeter side. I will say it does add a little bit of sweetness to the to the IPA, which I'm not used to. But it's not overbearing sweetness. But it, uh, but it's just like so like delicate flavor is really. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to explain, but just so damn good. That two ounce sample was like drinking liquid gold or liquid whatever the best thing better than gold. Liquid. Uh, I don't know. Liquid love. Uh, it was re- it was really good. It was so good that I had to buy a, a 
32 ounce crowler full of it for 14 bucks to share with John just to learn that John's already had it. So now I'm going to share. Sorry, John, but since you've already had it, I got to share it with people that haven't had it before. So I'm going to share it with my, my buddy John or Sean and my buddy Alex here locally. We're going to get together on Friday, I think, and, and down that crowler together. So I'll have even a bigger taste than I had before. But man, that beer was so good. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And it, uh, there was a guy there from California who goes up and gets Pliny the Younger every time, you know, every time it's released, he's, he's had it. And he says that this beer is better, in his opinion, is better than Pliny the Younger. Just throwing that out. What do you think, John? Yeah. You, you've had, you've had uh, this beer. Have you? I don't know if you've had the Younger, though. Have you had the Younger? At I, haven't, all? I haven't had the Younger. Okay. Yeah, but this is actually what I had in Philly. Um, okay. So that... And it was at uh, Monk's Cafe, which gets oh, a yeah. lot of beer that nobody really gets anywhere else on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, so it may have been a special arrangement um, that happened to be there when I was there. Um, but I did look up. Uh, Boneyard's only been around since 2010. Okay. okay. I would have had it three years ago there. So. Okay. Okay. Good. I didn't think they were around for too long because, I mean, everything that it looked like was there fairly new, right? The whole get up and everything. they. If they've been around for a long time, they really haven't expanded much at all because everything's really low, like small volume. So, okay, I feel better now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. but, it, you know, it's a very nice beer. So Yeah, it's so nice. I instantly gave it a five-cap rating. It just blew my socks off. Probably the best triple IPA I've ever had. And I've had quite a few, mostly from Knee Deep. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's super good. So go, go yeah. try that one for sure. The other other boneyard beer I had uh, also blew my socks off, and you know, John, it's called Armored. I'll just tell you what it is. It's Armored Fist CDA Cascadian Dark Ale, and you already know I have a thing for. I love using the Cascadian Dark Ale versus the Black IPA, but this is actually an Imperial Black IPA, and uh, it is. Uh, I think it's about ten percent, ten point something percent alcohol so it's, it's pretty high and you know john and i we go back and forth about you know what's a black ipa what's an american stout blah 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 you know what this is a black ipa uh it's just what we described well it's just what we didn't describe in the last episode talking about the american stout it is an ipa that has that roasted malt uh backbone in there but not overly powering. You can see, you know, you can see through it. For example, you can, you know, it's 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 brown and not black. It's got good malt flavor, but also has that good hop bitterness to it and and uh, flavor in there too. I fell in love with this beer. I had this beer before the, the Notorious, and I, I again gave it a five cap rating. Probably one of the best black IPAs I've ever had. And John, I also have a Crowler of this beer that I will be bringing to share with you. And they guarantee that when they do their crawler fills, they do them so good, they will last three weeks. So we still have an extra, by the time we drink this, we'll still have an extra week we could have waited. So it should be still in good shape. They promised me. I said, hey, I don't want this beer to go, you know, to lose any flavor or have any problem. He said, no, the way I fill it up, guaranteed three weeks shelf life. All right. I'm excited. I'm yeah. looking forward to this one. Yeah. So, so I don't think I've actually seen this in our area, and we uh, um, get quite a bit of Boneyard. But really? I'm also not out at the beer bars as often as I am at that's Chips true. Breweries, that's so. true. Okay. Yeah. And, and this is the this is the one I was trying to decide when I bought a T-shirt which one I was going to get. Was I going to get the Notorious or the Armored Fist? And you know what? The Armored Fist, you know, the the logo and everything just just spoke to me. And here's the other thing. Is that this? Oh, excuse me. I'm just burping up beer. This beer is a collaboration. It's a collaboration with Three Floyds. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I asked him. I said, "Is this really a collaboration?" He says, "Yep. It's a collaboration between us and Three Floyds." So, wow. That's even cooler. I thought. You know, pretty pretty cool thing. So you'll you'll be able to taste that, and I'll wear my shirt so we can I can uh, show off just my get the full experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the last beer I'll talk about because we—I don't want to get too long in the show here—but it's uh, again, it's from Hop Valley. 
Uh, it's the third beer I had. It is a fresh hopped beer. Now, it's pretty... This is part of the reason why on this episode I want to talk about fresh hop beers because this beer spoke to me a lot about how damn good fresh hopped beers can be. It's a pale L. It's called the, the Fresh Mode Pale L. I love the name. Great. Come on. Yeah, That's a great name. <laughs> and uh, it, uh, it uses, I believe it uses Cascade hops. And it's a single malt, single hop beer pale ale and i'll tell you what it just it it had that it was a, it was so well balanced it had that multi front that a pale ale should have a little bit of malt and it had this very bright delicate um citrus florally flavor that was just coming out of this beer you take that for one thing you smell it it smells fantastic but you take a sip and it was like, again, it was like it was singing to me. It was so good that all I could think about was this beer and that I want to talk about the goodness of fresh hop beer. So that's why we have this show today it was because of this beer. And it's only served in their, in their brew pubs, and it's always being served for a limited time. So if you are in the Eugene area, I recommend go hunt down Hop Valley Brewing and get a glass of it before it's all out. That's all I got to say about that. And I gave it a four and a quarter rating. Why four and a quarter? I don't know. I could have gave it a five, but I've already been giving enough fives. I felt like I didn't want to overstep my bounds <laughs> by giving too many fives. So I gave it a four and a quarter. So there you go. It, but it's a great beer. Okay, John. So um, I don't think I pulled ahead of you, or, you know, or I think we're still pretty even. I did have a few extra check-ins this week than the previous, but... I also went a week without checking anything in because I was just drinking regular stuff. So I think our untapped update is going to be pretty close to where we were last show. Where, how do I stand? How do you stand? I, you're very right because I also had a really lazy uh, <laughs> you know, couple weeks. So you get you picked one back up. So I'm, oh. I'm down 48 now. Oh, yeah. yes. I was actually expecting this number to be a lot worse when you started your boneyard check-ins. I was like, uh-oh, I might be in trouble. No, but, yeah, uh, well, turns out my slow and steady pace was okay. Okay, so it worked out for you because uh, we got off to a three-hour late start because my son was busy partying the night before and didn't show up at the house until three hours after we were going to leave. Uh, if we would have left three hours earlier, guess what, John? That first night, I would have had a lot more check-ins. But because I was so tired by the time I got to Eugene, I only had time to go to one bar before I went to bed because it was way past my bedtime. <laughs> so that helped you. The other thing that helped you is that we went to Ninkasi. I didn't tell I didn't, I forgot to mention this. We went to Ninkasi Brewing because it's my son's favorite brewery and I love that brewery too. I love everything to do. And because we went there instead of some other breweries that I would have gone to that I hadn't had any of their beers and would have got more unique check-ins, there was only one beer out of 10 or 12 beers on tap that I hadn't already had at Ninkasi. And that was their session IPA. So I only got one check-in, one unique check-in at that brewery because I'd already had everything else. So you lucked out that that was all that that you gained. Yeah, man, you got to put your foot down next time. Like, no, we're going somewhere that I've never had any beer from. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's okay. I, I still have... Uh, I have what I'll, well, I'll, talk, I'll talk about in a minute, but I still have another festival before I come to to Seattle, and I have the Pumpkin Beer Festival, so I still have a chance to to you know squeak up ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, never know what I could be up to. Yeah, that's true. Never know. That's true. <laughs> I, you you've been lazy, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Just reserving strength. That's all. Okay. All right. So, guess what, John? We have had some feedback and some interactions on the social medias, and uh, I just want to go ahead and highlight some of the key stuff that went on since our last show, starting off with our buddy, uh, Jason Lacey, on Twitter. And again, J Jason Lacey is at JW Lacey, and he is one of the two members of the Flux Deposed podcast and Battle of the Beer. He and Lucas Rose put on both those shows, and they're really fun, uh, entertaining to watch. So, hey, go check them out. He says, wow, 
Thank you so much, guys, for the endorsement on the latest show. John and Denny are the best drinking buddies. Hey, thanks, Jason. We think you're pretty yeah. cool, too. Now we need to go be drinking buddies with Jason. Oh, we yeah. That's, yeah. that's got to happen. No, we're, we're going to do it. We're going to do it for sure. We're going to do it for sure. All right. And speaking of Flux Deposed, uh, on Twitter, Jason Young at Jorge Collectivo. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, good job. You did Collectivo. <laughs> Collectivo. Uh, so another great episode is the podcast you mentioned called Flexipose. Uh, Google no results. And then he replied, never mind. Found the podcast you mentioned called Flux Deposed. Uh, thanks. So I guess we need to enunciate. Yes. Um, but I'm glad he uh, found and was able to check them out. Good yeah. stuff over there. Yeah. And you know, um, thank you, Jason, for listening for one thing and for taking our recommendation and going out and checking out our buddies podcasts and, and beer show. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh yeah, we I would normally put a link in the show notes, but guess what? I freaking lazed out and I didn't uh, put a link to their podcast in the show notes for you. My apologies. I'm glad you were persistent and you were able to go out there and find them and I and I hope you enjoyed it. And guess what, John? Do you know J- do you know Jason by any chance? I do not. Oh, because he lives in Seattle. Really? Yeah. You, All right. you guys should, and he he loves coffee and beer, and you also love coffee and beer. Well, that's a good place to be then. So. And you know, you guys should uh, meet up for a beer one time when you guys are out uh, out and about. You know, go out yeah, and spread we'll the see if we can hook that up. Spread the love, or maybe he'll be at the Great Pumpkin Beer Festival. Jason, let us know if you're going to be at the Great Pumpkin Beer Festival. We'll hook up and drink some beers together. Absolutely. Okay, now moving on to Facebook. We had a lot of Facebook activity, so hey, you can definitely join in on the conversation on Facebook. We had uh, a lot of interaction from different people on an article that our buddy Chris McKenzie—he's—he's he's our editor extraordinaire on the the or administrator on the Facebook page—and he posted up uh, an article about how pumpkin beer has been saturated. It's it's in saturation, and this year brewers have scaled back on production of their pumpkin beers. And uh, pretty much the consensus of all the people that interacted on that conversation was that, hey, guess what? Yeah, reduce the number of pumpkin beers. And guess what? We want you to not release them in summer. Go ahead and wait and release them in fall and autumn like they should be. So that's what what we all agreed on. And what do you think, John? You didn't chime in on that conversation, but what do you think about the pumpkin beers. You want to see them like they are now coming out in July and lasting no, through no, no, December. No. Okay. Um, but you know, the way people are releasing them that way, it'd be smart for somebody to just wait and release one, you know, right around Thanksgiving or something. Oh yeah. Just kind of capitalize. Hey, this one's fresh. Come get it. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of pumpkin beers out there and not all great ones. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't mind seeing a, a, a fewer amount, and uh, I agree. Okay. A little later would be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so on Facebook, uh, new listener Dustin Hoffman commented on how he found our show and listened to the first five episodes straight. I'm sure he found that starting on episode three, it got really good. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I'm curious which which ones he <laughs> if he started literally from one and made it past if he made it past one. And he even got to five. I'm I'm impressed, Dustin, because yeah. one and two are kind of hard to listen to. Yeah. Although maybe he's like, well, it was way better before this guy came on board. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, but thank you, Dustin. Yes, thank you, Dustin. Excellent. And, hey, be, be sure to provide feedback to us. Let us know what you like and what you'd like to see improved up, upon. Uh, we're, we're all open ears. We love hearing feedback. Okay, also, more Facebook we have our favorite farmer, Mr. Josh Laney. He found a cider that he enjoyed, and he asked if it was if he was getting closer to being craft. And of course, uh, I had to, you know his brother chimed in and, and gave him a bad time, and I kind of gave him a bad time. And but then I gave him some some real sound advice because you know what, Josh, you are in prime location to get some very good craft cider from the Seattle Cider Company. So uh, here's your homework. John and I, we want you to go grab some Seattle cider and report back to us with what you think. We think you will be so impressed 
by the craft in this cider that you'll want, won't want to drink anything else but Seattle cider. Yeah, good stuff. And finally, on Facebook, our buddy David Makazuki posted an article from Time.com yeah. discussing a synthetic alcohol that doesn't leave you with a hangover. Is this a future, Denny? <laughs> I don't know. Now, they're they're saying that this wouldn't be ready until 2055 or 2050, 2055, something like that. So it's a long ways off, but I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a future. Do we want to have a synthetic alcohol? That doesn't that that gives you kind of the feeling of being uh, tipsy, but doesn't give you any of the negative uh, side effects. So you know the headache, the vomiting, the you know all the extra you know those stuff. I I don't know. I don't I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't I don't I don't like synthetic things for one thing. I want the real thing. I want you know, <laughs> I want real. I don't drink soda, but if I if I drink soda, I want real sugar in my soda, not fake corn syrup i want the real stuff well, you can't enjoy the highs if you don't know what the lows are like right that's right <laughs> that's right and if everyone can just do have the fun part without the negative it's going to go crazy right they're, they're not going to be able to you know tone it back so uh, interesting well, I mean, this, question this wouldn't apply to beer though i mean it, because beer is coming from a natural you know process that the alcohol is generated i feel like this will be like designed you know cocktail in a can type thing that you pick up or you know or maybe you spike something with it and make make a really low alcohol beer and then throw yeah it down. i don't know yeah but yeah he says he's working on a couple different uh beverages and testing them out right now so yeah yeah i, I think you're Let's right see. i think it's it's but who knows i mean how they're gonna incorporate it if but i, I don't know we'll wait and see I, if i'm still alive in 2050 I might try it. <laughs> if I'm still doing the podcast by then, I don't know. Yeah, you... I probably have had a coup by then <laughs> without you. Oh, well, excellent. Excellent feedback, guys. Thank you very much. We do also have a listener question. You know, we, we can't go uh, – well, we, you know, we have gone a week or two without questions, but we can always count on Robert, our buddy Robert at TPS Sponge, to go ahead and, and have some kind of craft beer – knowledge that he wants answered and john is the man to answer his question so he says or asks what are the rules or rights to creating a beer between a master brewer and the brewery and he said he gives an example for instance if the master brewer works for the brewery and creates a great beer does he own the beer's recipe and does that beer go with him if he decides to venture out to a different establishment and again, he has more comments here. He says, this happened with McLeod's or McLeod's. Is it McLeod's? Yeah, McLeod's. 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 Yeah. In the beginning, Andy Black was hired as the master brewer by the McLeod's uh, owner, Alistair and his wife. All beers created by Andy at McLeod's or McLeod's. <laughs> it looks like McLeod's, but McLeod's stays with the brewery when he left to El Segundo Brewing six months ago. The reason for the separation is that McLeod's wanting to use CO2 system for bottling to help with fresher, longer dates. And Andy stayed cask, traditional, and left. Uh, Andy did take two of his beers with him, the Yorkshire, Yorkshire Stout and the traditional Brown, which I think those are both ones that, I, that he sent me when he sent me the beers was the Stout. And the brown, I have to look at my wall. The Jackie Tar, oh no, the uh, Little Spree was the other one he sent. But the Jackie Tar should be the brown, right? I think it is. I think it is the brown stout. So, so John, guess what? Uh, you, you probably already know I don't have an official answer because I'm not in the industry. But maybe you have some insight on uh, who owns... The beer recipe, does the brewery or the brewer? I have no insight. Uh, I can only <laughs> uh, guess uh, based on what I know from other industries, uh, which is that I would assume the brewery owns everything um, without some kind of arrangement ahead of time. Um, but, I mean, uh, you know, in, in tech fields and engineering fields, if you invent something at the company, 
the company gets it. Yeah. And you may or may not get some kind of bonus or thank you from the company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I would assume the brewery has all rights to everything um, unless you've arranged that in your contract yeah. uh, at a time. Okay. I will buy that too. And I think it was, uh, I think probably the, the two recipes he took with him was probably like a, a consolation prize or whatever. He said, hey, you know, we'll, we'll give you two that, whatever. I don't, I mean, who knows why he, those are the two that he was able to keep. Maybe, I don't know, but yeah. A good question, Robert. I don't really know the answer. And John doesn't know the answer. But I think, you know, in the field I work into, technical field, uh, anything that I patent is does still just an, an event does not belong to me. It belongs to my company because they are, are assumed that uh, I was using their resources in the development of it. So they then own it. And that's how they work it in the patent deal too. That it's, it's, it's their patent. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming breweries do the same thing. Well, that's all we had for our listener feedback and questions. Uh, thank you all for participating in the show. And if you want to participate also, you can do that very easily. You can contact the show with your comments or questions. You can reach us through email at tapthecraft.gmail.com or on Twitter, like many people did. Just follow us on at tapthecraft. And then feel free to follow, like, and provide feedback on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tap the craft. A lot of activity going on the Facebook page. So jump on in and, and join the conversation. We'd love to have you. Now I just want to thank open forum radio network for supporting our show. They provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that John and I put out, then we believe you will find more great content from all the other great shows offered like the following. Hey you, thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny and John. Now I know you're a crafty consumer, and if you would like to consume other great podcasts, check out OpenformRadio.com. We house such podcasts as Opaform Radio Proper, The 40 Cast, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, Just Press Start, The Married Gamers, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Lost Treasures of Gaming, Primetime, my peanut gallery and many many more and please remember to leave these fine fellas a review on itunes or wherever you listen to this show again thank you so much for listening to tap the craft all right thank you larry for giving us all the scoop on all the great shows that we have on a perform radio and now i want to step out of our normal content and uh, you know we don't we used to talk about this quite a bit but we stopped talking about it but i want to i want to do a contest it's an iTunes review contest. Yes, uh, I know that nobody wants to hear about uh, helping to support us with iTunes reviews, but if I give you a little incentive, then maybe people will take a moment and and uh, write a review for us on iTunes. And if you do, you'll be entered into a contest. Now, right now, we currently have 15 reviews, which is less than 5% of the, the normal listenership that we have of the show, and I think we can do better than than five percent. I think we can raise it up a little bit, and so we want to try to pump up our reviews and get get us noticed more on the iTunes community by bringing us closer to the front ten of the no, new and noteworthy or noteworthy uh, craft beer podcast. So what we're going to do is during the month of October, we are going to encourage all of you listeners to take just a minute and leave an iTunes review. And our contest is going to be a limited contest. It's going to end on November 6th. And at that point, we're going to select our winner, and we will announce it on episode 60, which will be on November 10th. That will be when that one's released. And like I said, we currently have 15 reviews. And if we reach 20 reviews, 20 total, not 20 additional, but just 20 total, then one lucky person will win a grab bag of goodies to include... You know, a bunch of stuff, but just some of the noteworthy stuff is is a six-sticker artwork pack from Boneyard Beer. Yes, I picked up some stickers of their artwork, uh, six of them, little uh, two-by-three stickers that uh, I will throw into the grab bag for you guys to, you know, stick on your beer fridge or, or on your beer cabinet or on your computer or whatever you want to stick them. 
That'd be great. Also, uh, I have this bottle wrench, bottle opener, that I'll throw in there to help you uh, open up your beer bottles. I'm uh, also going to throw in a Victory Brewing Shaker pint glass and a bunch of random local craft brewery coasters and much more. Uh, so there will be more stuff added. I just don't you know, want to go ahead and spill out all the stuff. But it will be a nice little grab bag that you can uh, use in your little local bar you know, or in your home bar. Or you can just... Uh, display them on your wall, or whatever you want to do. Just kind of fun stuff, and actually some practical stuff, too. And we've done a contest before where we've had a couple winners uh, win, and, and they enjoy this stuff. In fact, if you watch Battle of the Beer with Jason Lacey, he's constantly using some of the stuff that he got from us when he won the contest uh, a year ago or so. So it's always kind of nice to see those little uh, coasters and bottle openers that he uses. And as an extra incentive, if we actually get 20 total reviews, then, no, wait, take it back. 20 is what we want. If we get 25, then I'll add in a second winner. And that grab bag is yet to be determined, but I will fill it full of great stuff. In fact, you know, I'm going to a beer festival uh, this weekend. I'm going to another the following weekend after that with John. John has a bunch of stuff he's going to throw in. Uh, we're going to have some, you know, a bunch of fun stuff that uh, we can add into this uh, grab bag. And all previous reviewers and winners are eligible to win. Yes, you heard it right. If you've already left a review, you are eligible to win. And if you already won, guess what? You're still eligible to win in this contest. Nobody's left out. But if we don't reach at least one of those levels... You know, either we get five new reviews or ten, then I, nobody wins the big prizes. Uh, I will send out some thank you prizes to the new reviewers who left reviews for us because I just want to thank those guys for taking the time and, and, and helping us out, even though we didn't make our goal. So it benefits all those who have already left a review to encourage all their friends who listen to also leave a review because... That way, everyone gets a chance to win uh, a nice prize. So go out there and uh, leave an iTunes review. You have a month. Good luck. Yeah, spread the word. All right. Well, now it is time for the Brew Buzz segment. And the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing all kinds of various beer-related topics. And this week, we discuss the fresh hopped beer scene, which is going on right now. Now... Before we get started and what this thing is all about, uh, there's many names that all mean pretty much the same thing. It could be fresh hop, which we're talking about right now. It could also be called wet hop. It can also be called green hop. And it can also be called harvest hop. Those are all names that kind of mean the same thing. They all mean that these are beers that are taking the hop fresh, green, wet, out of the harvest, and putting them in your beer. That's what this whole thing is about. They all discuss the same thing. It's fall, and it is hop harvesting season. And basically, everyone, we've already talked about what hops are used for. You know, we know that hops are resin-packed flower cones. They add uh, the bitter counter to our malty sweetness. And, of course, they add all the unique flavor profiles as well. And, uh, John... How do hops, how are they normally used in beers? Yeah, so normally uh, breweries use them when they've been pelletized or just dried. All, all hops used throughout the year are dried, and then some are used whole cone and some are further processed to be pelletized and strip away more of that uh, vegetable matter that's mm-hmm. not providing any benefits for the beer. But there's a very small window uh, at harvest um, where you can take these hops fresh off the bind and uh, use them in a beer. Uh, most of these beers are actually made with the hops uh, within 24 hours of coming off the bind. And out here in Washington, so close to Yakima, some are made within two hours mm-hmm. of coming off the bind because they have access to the hops within you know a very short drive. That uh, you know, so they'll make arrangements with the various hop farms 
they will have the hops cut off the vine, packed up, and brought to the brewery immediately where they already have a beer in progress. Like they've already started mashing, they are getting ready for the boil as the truck like pulls up to the brewery and they just pull them out and go right into the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of logistics that go into, into these beers, but, uh, the results can be, can be very tasty. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So again, the important thing is they, they want to make sure that these fresh hops get to the breweries as quickly as possible because it doesn't take long for once those, those hop cones are removed from the bind that they will start to to wilt and then it takes away from the you know from the i don't know usefulness or the flavors or whatever it gets, it gets a little bit wilty so they try to get it real real quick but yeah that's also at risk of mold, mold and yeah there's a, there's a lot of moisture in those hops yeah um, so uh to give an idea of the moisture thing you know when as, as home brewers when we get our hands on fresh hop beers or some people grow their own and use them uh, the like back of the napkin math is to use five times as many as you normally would yeah. by weight um, yeah. just to get the same amount of bitterness or flavor impact. So yeah. yeah. It gives you an idea of, you know, how much they're dried out. So, Oh yeah. And, and that also becomes a little bit of trouble for the breweries. They, you know, they have to account for all that extra mass that they've got to yep. put into that kettle. Cause that, I mean, these things are going into the, the, the brew kettle boiling away their their beer and now they've they got to put five times the amount in there that means that they should have had a lot less of something else in there to be able to fit those hops in so it's yeah uh, it's not, a, not just put it in get it out uh not get it all clogged up in chillers and everything else that they you know a lot of places don't normally use whole cones so yeah they may not be built for it yeah that's true that's true now the shoots we already talked about that on the show. They are one of the few breweries that actually do use uh, whole cone hops, dried hops. So they're probably a little bit more used to to dealing with it. But yeah, some most breweries use the, the pellets, and now you're throwing whole cones, and now you gotta you know try to get all that crap out of there too. <laughs> that might be fun. What to do with all the waste when it comes out? Yeah. You can actually make a fresh hop or wet hop beer, any beer style. I mean, I've seen saisons, I've seen stouts, I've seen uh, you know golden ales and stuff. But yeah, we had a fresh hop pumpkin ale last and a, year. Yeah, pumpkin ale. Yeah, even pumpkin ales. But typically, what you'll see the majority of the beers you're going to find that are going to be fresh hop beers are going to be either a a pale ale, which is the one I prefer. I actually love fresh hop pales, or an IPA. Again, IPA is going to be more uh, you know more potent on the hop bittering and stuff but um, those are the ones you're gonna you get the most out of I think now the flavor profile that these wet hops are gonna add to the beer can be different depending on what hop is being used so some of the flavors are gonna be more earthy or soily and others might come out more grassy and uh, some will bring out uh, a delicate juicy citrus flavor to along with the earthy grassy flavor so depending on the hop you're using and what that character profile already has will determine kind of, you know, what extra flavors you're going to get. But you're going to get a more, uh, typically a more earthy uh, flavor out of out of the hops in a, in a fresh hop beer. And the flavor profile is going to be bright, and uh, the lighter-bodied ales tend to show off those hops a lot more. Uh, yeah, so we mentioned a few fresh hop beers over the last uh, couple of years. Um, but we'll just... Uh bring up some other notables for right now uh lagunitas born yesterday pale ale big fans of lagunitas here that's uh simcoe citra and mosaic hops Uh, those are all tasty Mm -hmm. Uh, the previously mentioned hot valley to fresh mode uh, pale ale that's with cascade hops Mm -hmm. Uh, local for denny the payette uh, fresh coast ipa a mosaic fresh hop Yeah. yeah i haven't had that one yet and i'm looking forward to tasting that one this weekend yeah, I gotta feel like that one's a gamble because mosaic can go so many different ways, and when it's fresh, right off the vine, you don't have any clue of what, yeah. <laughs> what version you're getting. <laughs> um, and then uh, last episode, we mentioned the uh, Fremont Brewing their their field to ferment series they're doing this uh, this year. So they're doing four different single hop, uh, fresh fresh hop 
ales. So um, Centennial, Simcoe, Citra, and Mosaic. See, see, Fremont's doing a Mosaic too. So yeah, I'll have to try to get that one. It might come <laughs> out while you're here. You know, awesome. Sierra Nevada, another whole cone uh, brewery. Uh, so th- uh, they do their harvest ales. Um, they both they do both a northern hemisphere and a southern hemisphere. And the southern hemisphere is done with like the New Zealand hops. And, yeah, I forgot about uh, that one. Yeah, so um, that's a nice one because you can get it in you know February or March. Yeah, so, uh, get another one. Uh, and then Deschutes, uh, fresh hop down and dirty IPA. Yeah, uh, Amarillo. I love Amarillo. Yeah, I I like that beer. I, I I haven't talked about that beer, but I had it. Not too long ago, and I really enjoyed that one. Have you had that that uh, the f- I have I have uh, before, not this year. Okay, so all right, so those are some beers, and uh, I know there's a lot more beers, and of course, all your local breweries are probably going to have their own version of a fresh hop beer. But uh, this weekend here in the Boise area, there is the uh, actually it's October first, Saturday. There's the third annual Boise Brewing. Uh, Hoptober Festival, which is their their fresh hop festival, and this is their third year doing it. It features sixty beers from thirty plus breweries, and that breweries can be breweries, cideries, and wineries, which is amazing. I had a a hopped a fresh hopped wine last year that I thought was I never I never had a fresh hop wine, and it was actually pretty good. And also ciders. Fresh hop ciders are really good, too. So there's not only going to be beer, but going to be ciders and wine at this I'd, festival. I heard fresh hop ciders before, but not wine. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll make sure I get a sample, and I'll, I'll highlight it on my untapped for you guys to – well, you know what? They don't have wine on untapped, so I'll highlight it. Somehow I'll highlight it. That's probably why I didn't highlight it last time because there's no way of logging it. <laughs> Use as many as your tokens on the wine as you can. On the wine because it has the higher alcohol because it's not an untapped. Oh yeah, you're trying, <laughs> I see. I see how you are. Yeah. So so yeah, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll be going to that, and I'll be. That'll be in our next show. I'll report back on how that went. I'm sure on my uh, on my fun activities for the for the couple weeks. And John, is there a fresh hop festival going on near you? Uh, yeah, this weekend is just Fresh Hop Weekend. Um, it's the 14th Annual Yakima Fresh Hop Ale Festival. Yeah. Uh, which I unfortunately won't be going to. But, oh, uh, man. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some tasty stuff out there. Yeah, you know, last year uh, it went on the weekend that we visited you. Oh. We drove through Yakima, and they said Saturday is uh, at the same time that we had the Great Pumpkin Beer Festival, the, hot, the Fresh Hop Festival is going on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was interesting. So this year it's a weekend before, uh, so I. But still, I can't. I can't afford to come out there for two two weekends in a row. It'd be too much for me. Well, maybe sometime we'll just have to go to that one instead. Yeah, yeah. When this whole pumpkin thing dies, we'll just go to the fresh hop. Well, I mean, if things continue like this year, next year there won't be any pumpkin beers. <laughs> That's so. true. That's true. The one that is, it'll come out in March. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the March pumpkin festival. All right. Well, hey, that is our little take on the fresh hop beer scene. And we hope that we int- intrigued you or entertained you enough to go out and try some of these fresh hop beers be- while they last because they won't be on tap very long. And while some of these beers we mentioned will be distributed in cans and bottles, most of them will be in a keg. I, I see most fresh hop beers don't ever get keg or get canned. They come. Uh, in a keg, and they get distributed and drank very, very quickly. So uh, make sure you go out there and, and grab them while you can. Okay, John, well, <clears throat> I'm running out of steam fast. Before I lose it all, it's that time where we uh, need to bring the show to a close. But before we do that, let's go ahead and, and raise our glass to some people we might want to raise our glass to. So who do you want to raise your glass to this week? Uh Raised to all the listeners, these last few weeks, the feedback and discussion and everything going on has been awesome and a lot of fun. So uh, thank you all, and uh, keep it up. Let's keep keep talking beer. Yeah. Okay, I'll agree with that. I, I love I love all the interactions with our listeners. I love hearing about uh, new listeners that come to the show and they give their their input. I I see a lot of uh, downloads, but I don't 
I don't hear from all those people, which is fine. I know some people just like to listen. Go right ahead and listen. But if you do want to just give us a you know, little feedback, go right ahead. Just say hi. We love hearing from you. And uh, I, I want to thank uh, – I mentioned when I was at Boneyard that I, w- I w- chatted with a guy from California. And uh, his name is Brett. And I told Brett about the podcast. Now, I didn't tell him right away. We were chatting for a good 15, 20 minutes before I even mentioned the podcast. But he said something that really kind of made me think that, man, maybe Brett would like our show. And he made a comment on how his taste for craft beer has changed over time, which is what we, what John and I talk about all the time, is how your palate changes. And what you like right now and what you don't like right now that may be different a year from now. Once you have more beers, your palate becomes more, uh, you know, attuned to different flavors, and, and and you can go ahead and drink a, a hoppy beer and not you know, want to throw up. I mean, it's, it's it it changes. And uh, when he made that comment, it just kind of struck a chord that I needed to talk to him and tell him, hey, you know, I do a, a podcast, and it, it I think you might enjoy it because we talk about all kinds of styles. We talk about your craft beer journey and about how your palate changes and I think you get a good enjoyment out of it. So Brett, if you did find the show and you listen, thank you very much. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope that one day maybe we'll run into each other again and and, uh, and share a beer. And my uh, other toast goes out to my buddies from the 40 Cast uh, podcast. They are getting ready to celebrate episode 300 Wow, they've done a hundred shows since I've left, and they've invited me to be on episode three hundred on Thursday, the day this podcast released. So I'll be a ghost, a, a ghost test, a, a guest host, a, a ghost test, <laughs> uh, a, a guest host on their podcast to help them bring in three hundred episodes, uh, which is fantastic. So cheers to you guys, and of course, you know, being a former serviceman, I just want to raise my glass. I want to thank all of those who have served and who are currently serving in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. Thank you, and I hope you can return home safely to your family soon. And as a reminder, to prepare for our next episode, yes, we are going to have a tasting segment, and we decided that since it is the pumpkin beer season, that we are going to do a pumpkin ale. And uh, this time, we're doing the Elysian Dark-O-The-Moon Pumpkin Stout. Yes, we're doing a combination of a pumpkin beer and a stout. Sounds fantastic. So if you have Elysian in your area, go pick up a bottle and taste along with us on the next episode. And you can find the beers and the links to any articles we mentioned on the show in our show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw. And John, how can our listeners follow you? On Twitter at Prime Brewing, Untapped Prime WA, and occasionally I'll write about homebrewing at homebrewengineer.com. All right. Well, hey, it's last call, and it's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to this show. We ask you to please tell a friend about our show. And, of course, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn Radio or Google Play or however you listen to podcasts. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers.